Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, this is Kevin Conroy, and you're listening to the GeekCast Radio Network. You've just jumped inside the pull bag. Join TFG1 Mike and the rest of the comic reading crew here at the GCRN as they make their great escape into comics. From DC, Marvel, IDW, Boom Studios, Xenoscope, and more, we have everything you want to read right here. Transformers comics? Yeah, we cover that. He-Man? Yeah, sure. DC superheroes like Batman, Batgirl, Nightwing, and Batman Beyond? Yep, we have those too. How about TMNT from IDW and I Hate Fairyland from Image Comics? Yeah, we have all that here. Plus, so much more. It's all inside the pullback here on the GeekCast Radio Network. So without any further ado, it's time to talk about the comics we are reading right now here inside the pullback. Hello and welcome to the pullback. This is episode 351. I am, of course, TFG and Mike. Joining me is Ryan, the uneven Flo Markley. Hello, sir. Black. Hello. Hello. And uh, we're continuing on with Batman Month. We started with Batman Beyond Target Batman over with uh, Dan Jurgens and Will Conrad. And Ryan and I last week talked about uh, Paul Dini's Dark Knight, a true Batman story. We're continuing on, going back to Scott Snyder's run. The pullback started with Death of the Family. I had not, I had actually gone back later and read Court of Owls and City of Owls. But where I jumped on full time for the podcast and for comics ongoing was the Joker's return and death of the family. So once this volume seven end game came around, the Joker's back and I was like, Ooh, Hey, cool. And Steve Megatron, Steve Joker, Megatron kind of thing. He, um, he's doing We're we both have a lot of life stuff going on. I just got out of brain surgery a week ago. Um, thing. Oh, what? Sorry. I'm joking. Jeez. I know you are. Um, <clears throat> so, and Steve's in the process of moving across country to Colorado from Michigan, so there's that. Uh, so he said, yeah, uh, just... Somebody's going to get high. Uh. <laughs> uh-huh. I, 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 as much as I love Colorado, oh, that high altitude, oh. That's not what I meant, but all right. Yeah, I know it's not what you meant. So Batman Volume 7... Um, Scott's as part of Scott Snyder's run, the uh, new 52, uh, with Greg Capolo, Danny Mickey, Vico Placentia. I'm probably saying his Don't look at me, yeah. I'm most definitely probably that. saying the, the man's <laughs> name wrong. I don't know. Uh, letters are done by a bunch of people. Um, the uh, collection cover artists were Greg Capolo, Danny Mickey, and Mr. Asentia. Um okay, so before we start this, this is this is just issues thirty-five to forty of the main new fifty-two ongoing series. 
there is another book that has the entire thing, including all the, the crossovers and the run-ins with the other books. And it has all that. I didn't want to do that. I just wanted to do 35 to 40 of Batman from the New 52. It should be noted the actual issues, too, of a really good supplemental kind of B story mm-hmm. that's not included in the trade as well. Yeah, not in this one. It's included in the other one, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they they have the um, the the back... The what do they call it? Not backstory. Uh, it's like a prose. Well, sort of it, thing, it's, though. it's really yeah, yeah. Uh, first of all, <laughs> since this so is the first end time, game opens with half of the universe is now gone because Thanos snapped his finger. Oh shit, that's the wrong end game. That's the anyway. wrong. That's the wrong comic company. So first of all, before we even get into end game, what is your history with Batman comics? All right, so with this one, too, hey, this is good, because I was going to use this to segue straight into the review. This works out well. Uh, Like Batman comics, I have a lot of them. I think I've talked about it a few times. I have between five and 600 trades, and I just had Comic-Con, where I bought more trades, (laughs) although not a lot. Most of my money got spent on... Uh, I commissioned a leather jacket company who was there to make me like a personalized Punisher one. Sweet. But anyway, so should have that in three to five weeks. I'll have to take pictures. But anyway, uh, for Batman, I'm trying to remember what some of my first stuff was. And I can't. And <laughs> <laughs> a lot of trades. Uh, I mean, I've got... Pretty much all the classics, stuff like Year One. I've got uh, Jeff Loeb's uh, Long Halloween, Long, yeah, yeah. I got a whole whack of them. Anyway, uh, all the major stuff. So when this launched, I was not a big fan of the new Fifty Two. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the past stuff, and I was enjoying what was going on. And I was disappointed to see all that end. And it seemed like everything kind of got shunted over. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm really sick of the whole renumbering, which is funny because I'm still going through problems. I just tried to order a comic. And my comic guy said, no, I've ordered this for you a year ago. And I told him, no, the series is renumbered. It's This is a new volume one. <laughs> Only after a year. Anyway. But... I also didn't really know who Snyder was at this point, and he started, so my jumping on point was sometime later, but I did start with Court of Owls, which I loved Court of Owls. I was super happy that there was somebody new. Yeah. I love the, the bat, everybody loves the Batman villains gallery. I don't think anyone's going to say he's got a bad villains gallery or anything else, But I feel like it dissuades writers from trying new stuff sometimes. So I was Mm -hmm. super happy to have something new. I know some people thought it was a little hokey. I did not. But I liked that there was something new. I liked that Snyder had kind of depowered Batman a little. The one thing that bugs me with Batman, and we've all heard people do this, uh, if Batman had time, he could beat up Unicron or whatever, which is just freaking stupid. And I hate it because the appeal of Batman is that he's in the world of gods, like literal gods in mm-hmm. the DC universe with ridiculous power levels. And he's just a dude. Yeah, he's 
Okay, so I've said this throughout the last six and a half years of the show. Personally, I want to be Robin, Nightwing, Dick Grayson kind of character. Like, that's the that's the everyman, everyman. And Batman is the legend. But if you think about it, Batman is also the everyman character. Because he has no powers other than his intelligence and other than his sheer strength of will that he constantly goes through and does all this stuff without heat vision, without flight, without invulnerability. And I, I like, yeah, and I like Snyder's run because Batman actually makes mistakes. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is human. He's not omnipotent or anything else. Yeah. And, for example, getting straight into the book here and jumping in a little later, but he didn't see all of the warning signs of who the Joker really was. Mm-hmm. That the Joker was your friendly pal at Arkham. Which, by the way, anyone who works or is around Arkham, just assume they're evil at this point. But this is the new 52, so we started over. It wasn't that bad. But anyway. Right. Uh, yeah, this... I like Snyder's run, and I like... So we opened this with Batman versus the Justice League. Yes. And... Was, or sorry, really open it with Bruce Wayne, but yeah, he, he gets in the suit before too long. Right. Uh, but having said all that, so Bruce inevitably defeats the... He does it in a way that doesn't undercut how powerful these guys are. Like, mm-hmm. they don't make him look like idiots. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's the good thing. Like that's not like the Batman's point here. I think is he's trying to help his friends because there's something wrong with them. Clearly, it's not. Yeah, and it's I'm not jump. like they've okay. just flipped a switch in their brains and are like, "We hate that rich boy Bruce Wayne, and we're gonna take him down, and we're gonna this, and we're gonna that." And no, it's none of that. It's something is going on with them, and it goes back to the point of like. Um, not uh, Justice League Doom, where you know Batman has a plan for neutralizing, not killing, but neutralizing each le- each member of the league, like taking them down uh, yeah. non-violently, non-lethally, at, at least yeah, non-lethal force, at least something that isn't going to kill them, but will in- at least incapacitate them, and just. Man, it was so fun. I got to talk about Greg Capolo and the art here. I mean, well, we can talk about it through the entire thing. Yeah. His art is amazing. His art was amazing in this entire run. Capolo, yeah. I think a lot of comic fans know from Spawn, yeah. which the art was always amazing in that series, no matter who was doing it. But uh, his depiction of all of the Batman villains and characters in this run is magnificent. Yeah. He does a really, really good Wonder Woman. Um, very, very cool Wonder Woman, especially with fighting Bruce in the big old, you know, gray bat suit that he's got on here. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, we start out with this big fight with the Justice League. We have a few moments here and there with Alfred. Um, some of them I absolutely love. Like, what I love about Snyder in this specific story is that he handles the seriousness and the big action pieces of it all 
with using humor from Alfred. It's interesting. Yeah, well, uh, we'll get into this when we review King's mm-hmm. book. Uh, but it has a very different feel, these two trades. So, yeah. Uh, and I'm going to jump around a bit here, too, that I think anybody who's watched Batman the Animated Series or has really any experience with the Joker, but mostly an animated series version, I think. I think pretty much everybody figured out that this was a new Joker toxin that was affecting the Justice League, and it sort of it turns people's feelings sort of the opposite of what they normally are. Uh, So it takes you to the mirror universe from Star Trek. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, Mostly from Deep Space Nine, though, because it wasn't really opposite in the original series. Well, anyway. So... I was I was all right with that. The one thing I want to hit on, because I think we're going to jump away from the toxin in a bit, is that it was supposed to have lasting effects. And as somebody that's read on, it's kind of weird that none of the super people happen to have lasting effects or anything. It might have been nice if there was kind of some more long-term changes. Uh, it's yeah. only certain characters, but whatever. That's for a future sort of volume. I don't want to hold it against this, but just wanted to mention it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Bruce quickly figures out that it's Joker toxin, although mostly from Superman, obviously. Obviously, because I mean, how can the Joker more really good art, by the way? Oh, amazing! Like the giant red dwarfs or whatever. Like his his red kryptonite lights or red sunlights that he's using on him. I was going to suggest just sort of the Joker face yeah. on Superman. Everything oh, yeah. was well done. It could look really hokey. I think is what I'm trying to say. But it doesn't. It does a good job of making it seem seem more grounded. Yeah, I mean, the panel where it's a very small panel where uh, it's Superman's face with the blood all over it. And he's like smiling, grinning ear to ear with all his teeth. He's like, the bang. Like, is that the Joker or is that Superman? I can't tell. <laughs> so, yeah. So we really pretty quickly figure out that, or sorry, Bruce pretty quickly figures out that, hey, this Joker toxin's a lot more resistant than what he's used to. Yeah, it's a very different Joker Usually toxin. he's got stuff on his belt to fix it in uh, the animated series or Usually. some of the others. But yeah, uh, it's a lot more resistance in this. And uh, I'm still going to kind of jump forward with this, but mm-hmm. the only thing I didn't like in this trade is the middle portion of the story. Mm-hmm. And because it opens with a bang, but the middle... So Bruce seeks out... Try, he tries to find a cure. He discovers from things the Joker says and does that Joker might be some sort of supernatural being who has existed for a long time. Yeah. We'll say, which... I gotta say, if they had gone with that twist, it would have been interesting. I don't know if I would have liked it, but Snyder's writing has generally been good enough. But, you know, as somebody who knows Batman, it just kind of fell flat for me that I wasn't surprised it was a red herring. It almost felt like an excuse for him to go back to the Court of Owls again. I think it was. I really think that's just what it was. And... That bit is the only part of this, and that's why I kind of wanted to get it out of the way. Mm-hmm. It's the only part of this that kind of fell flat for me. Yeah, the Court of Owls piece, like... 
I love and I, yeah, and I love the Court of Owls. Yeah. Just, it, I don't know. It just didn't work for me. I mean, I see what Snyder is doing with the story. He's basically giving Batman this full-on ultimatum of who are you going to go to? Who are you going to call? Because it ain't going to be the Ghostbusters because you got to figure this out because this is a Joker toxin like he has never seen before. And it's not just Joker's average mixture. It's not just Joker spending a night at Ace Chemicals or Access Chemicals or whatever Ace Chemicals I think is what it actually is. But it's one of those things where it's not just Joker toiling around. It's like him using his own DNA, his own bone marrow to mix this new deadly toxin. And the only people who are old enough, if they went down that path, obviously are the Court of Owls. I don't want to just sit here and say it was a, it was an excuse for Snyder to go back to those characters, but at the same time, it's just what it felt like. I don't yeah. think it was like he's not a he's not a bad writer, and he's not no, somebody I who loved, just wanted I love to. I the story. I think the story is great, but like you're saying, certain sections of it are kind of like, um, wait a minute here. I wasn't a huge fan, and again, we're still in the middle section too. The other bit that kind of fell flat. Uh, I didn't need to see Joe Chill again. I don't know. Yeah, that was a little It much. didn't work for me either, the setting up. I think part of it, too, is... Uh, I'm, I, and to be honest, I suspect most comic book readers are at this point nowadays, or even just your average Joe, uh, in that I don't need to see Batman's origin again or redone in somebody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, we all know at this point, you know. <laughs> I get why they do it, not just Snyder, yeah. but comics. Com- I get why DC oh, comics, does it. movies, everybody. Yeah. I get why they do it, because they're trying to bring in new people. They're not just catering to us anymore. Um, but the thing of it is, is I, you're right. I mean, I was like, oh, Joe Chill. Uh, okay, cool. Um, Sorry about your luck, but Kyle Higgins did it better in Batman Beyond when he had Jake Chill, Joe's great, 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 great nephew or whatever. Like, that was a more shocking reveal to me than having original Joe Chill here. I just would have left, I would have left that out personally, but, and part of that's because, you know, one of my favorite things about the last couple Spider-Man films into the Spider-Verse and Homecoming was they didn't go over Uncle Ben dying. You yeah. know, I don't need to see it again. We all know what happens. Yeah. It's, it's about time we moved on from it. So those are the only things and the only sort of negatives I have with yeah. it. Uh, if I wanted to reach for something to be negative about, it would be... And this didn't bother me, but it would be where the toxin came from, as well as where... So when we last left the Joker, he was kind of missing something important. Yeah. His face. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, when we find out inevitably, and I think most people who follow DC Comics could have guessed what it was, but I was fine with that. I don't mind mind it being used hasn't been used and overused in the new 52 versions that much so yeah i'm talking about the lazarus pit let's be honest well, yeah it's obviously. it's basically a pseudo lazarus pit that's Pretty used much, so yeah. i mean i like the the part of the story where the joker's like you know his whole point is you know 
Batman's greatest defeat would have the bat signal hung upside down, like you hang a flag upside down in defeat kind of a thing. I like that. I like all the other villains showing up and having, like, when Bane showed up, I was like, oh, okay. Um, we sure this is going to work, but it worked. Um, I like all of their designs. Capolo does an amazing job. Even Killer Croc. Killer Croc is not one of the most, you know, I don't know if he's anyone's favorite Batman villain. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm honestly, sure there is, and no offense to him. It's no, just, yeah, he's it, not used. He's yeah, very different. I mean, the only thing I remember Killer Croc from was the episode "Almost Got Him." I threw a rock at him, which, and to be that, fair, was not Killer Croc. Right, it was Batman as yeah, Killer Croc, or Bruce as Killer Croc. Although yeah. that was a great use of uh, the Croc character, it even was, though it wasn't really him. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, we'll get more into the animated series with the next uh, trade, I think. Oh, that's so. Uh, I don't think I don't want to go into super detail, but I don't think we're spoiling anything that you know. Batman's able to defeat the Joker, and we close it out with. And I'm jumping to this again because the name of this was Endgame. Mm -hmm. And as we talked about before the show, and I wanted to make sure you knew, this isn't the end of Snyder's run. Right. But, it, man, it ends on a perfect note, if it had been. Yeah. And I'm not trying to insult the stuff that comes after, because it's also very good, and I'm a fan of the rest of the run. But if it had ended here, and somebody new took over with... Maybe they decided on the same thing. You know, maybe James takes over, James Gordon takes over as Batman for a bit. Or maybe just there's no Batman or Joker for a bit. I feel like it might have had more impact. Mm -hmm. I don't know, because this was a really good ending. So we end with the inevitable knockdown drag out between them. But they get covered in rubble and seemingly Batman is Bruce is deceased. But of course, they don't find a, don't find a body. Yeah. They never do. <laughs> One thing I like about this final issue in this trade is when you open it up and you go past the two covers, the opening page of the layouts of how it's all, like, it's basically Batman's mask. It's his head with his eyes and little snippets of what he, the, the internal monologue that he's saying with visuals of the Lazarus pit and, and the red hood hood thing and all of that. I love that page. That page is so cool. I should note, too, because I didn't get to review the other volumes on this show, but the layouts overall, like everything to do with the artwork is so amazing. But mm -hmm. I remember just being captivated with the layouts in the Court of Owls series. Yeah, Court of Owls uh, was amazing. Because it was, granted, it was a little confusing, especially if you're not sure what's going on. But once you kind of got used to it, or even if you didn't, it's neat to see the format get played with like that. And yeah, the panels and the layouts and everything in this entire run are just, it's very different, I think, than any other books I've got, including Spawn, which he, you know, Capella debuted on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Or debuted for me. I don't think that was his first book, whatever, anyway. Yeah, uh, Scott Snyder, Greg Capolo's run on Batman, even though this is not the end of the run, it was very, very cool. I'm glad I did go through and read this this Joker story because I was 
I mean, after the after death of the family, I was kind of craving another Joker story, and I understand writers have writers and artists have to move on and tell other stories, like with Zero Year, like with you know everything that came between Volume Three and 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 now in Volume Seven. Um, but I was curious to see what other story Snyder and Capello and Danny Mickey were going to tell with the Joker, and that's one of the reasons why we're covering this is because. Holy crap, the Joker basically moved beyond, like in Death of the Family, he's like, you're my friend in this, you're my enemy. Like, I don't care about you, I don't want to hang out with you anymore, I want to beat you the hell out of you. Yeah, it's fun reading them back to back, too, because he goes from a love or a need for him to mm -hmm. just absolute, it's not hate, it's more disappointment in him. Yeah. So I find that he just, he's so saddened or he's heartbroken that... Batman doesn't get it. Batman doesn't get a lot of stuff. It's true. Um, Endgame, I'll give a four out of five. I agree. Just uh, and I would give it. I was thinking about that. I'd give it the exact same, same rating. It's the middle. It's just the middle that brings it down a little bit, and yeah. the red herring just didn't grab me. I'm sure for some people they thought, oh, maybe, you know, maybe they're going to do this, but they did not. <laughs> no, they didn't. Um, I don't know if we'll return to volumes eight, nine, and ten for Snyder's run. I'm not sure. Right now, I am. After I read what we're going to talk about next week, I'm like, ooh, I'm all about this run now. So, uh, coming up next week here in Batman month, Batman month here in May on the pull bag. We've got the beginning of Tom King's run with Batman Rebirth 2016, I Am Gotham. So, spoiler alert, uh, Batman did not die at the end of Endgame. Obviously. <laughs> Where can the people find you online, sir? I am, of course we say that, but Wolverine stayed dead for, what, six years? Which mm -hmm. was weird. That still seems like an oddity to me. Uncle anyway. Ben still shows up. I mean, he's not, he's dead, but... He still shows up in like, you know, before his death kind of a thing where he shows up in dream sequences or. Well, the old rule was the only three people that stay dead are. The what Waynes. is it? There's uh, the Waynes, Bucky and uh, Uncle Ben. Uncle or no, ben. actually, no, it changed. It was Gwen Stacy. Uh, it was Gwen Stacy, Uncle Ben and Bucky. And of course, Bucky came back. Yeah. So he got dropped. Uh, Gwen sort of returned, an alternate universe. Yeah. And Uncle Ben's pretty sparingly. Usually it's kind of dream sequences or yeah. we're getting yeah. way off topic because Uncle Ben is not in Batman. Uh, to be fair, Bruce's parents have come back a couple times too. They have, but again, those are like dream sequences or it, like I said, it's before their death. And, and Rachel Ghoul loves digging them up. Well, yes, there is that. I mean, <laughs> that seems Rachel, to happen a lot. Let's be honest. Rachel Ghoul likes digging a lot of things up. True. So, where can people find you online, sir? I'm at Nightbeat on Twitter. I'm at TFG and Mike. You can follow at the Pullbag and also at Geekcast Radio for all the other network updates. Join us next time in episode 352 when we talk about Tom King's Batman. I am Gotham. Make your greatest game to comics, and we will catch you next time. Yeah, I don't know. If you ever get the chance to go back, you should consider doing the... I will. I don't know. I, 
It's very argue. different. You get a James Gordon that's not. Yeah, I mean, I, I remember reading the like. I remember reading it when it first came out. I might go back <laughs> just for the Gordon run, the Gordon volume. But I, don't I also know liked I'm Bruce in that because you get to see somebody who didn't want to be Batman. Yeah, yeah, we might go back to it. I just don't know right Cause now. Because let's be honest, being Batman would kind of suck. What a great gig. I mean, you know, if you if you, if you listen to Amanda Waller from Justice League, you know, he was leaving his DNA all over town, and he was constantly, you know, that that cartoon basically showed him popping pain pills all the time. Because being Batman is not an easy gig at all. It should have been uh, Bruce in the wheelchair, looking terrible, not Bane. <laughs> yeah. Shut up! Shut up! I'm not hearing this. You've just heard the latest episode of The Pullback, the GCRN's first comic review and discussion podcast. There are several ways to get in touch with us and leave feedback for the show. You can visit the website, geekcastradio.com, where you can comment on the episode and all of our different podcasts. You can rate and leave a review for the show on iTunes. Be sure to leave us feedback. Become a fan of us on Facebook, facebook.com slash thepullbag. Send us an email, feedback at geekcastradio.com. Follow us on Twitter at The Pullbag and at Geekcast Radio. So until next time, make your great escape into comics and unleash the geek in you. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.